Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's Hey, It's Okay. First of all, I should explain that your usual host, Joe Elvin, the editor-in-chief of Glamour, our great and glorious leader, sadly cannot be with us today. It's a very urgent fashion week. Uh, business has called her away. How dare she go and do some real work? Rude. I know. Um, so my name is James Williams. I'm the associate editor. So I'm literally um, stepping into the breach this week, slipping into her Manolos, metaphorically, not not physically, <laughs> no, I no, assure you. you should see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll be looking after things today um, and also, I am also very um, ably assisted by two members of the Glamour team we've got the lovely deputy editor Lindsay Frankel hello and the equally lovely social media editor Kat Brown greetings all and no hey it's okay would be complete without a mega celeb to sort of you know take us uh, into proceedings and I have to say we are super excited by who's joining us today um, she's a woman of many talents how best to describe her she's an actress she's a model she's a mum she's a uber successful businesswoman. She is the utterly fabulous Elizabeth Hurley. Hooray! <laughs> Hello. Hello, Elizabeth. Um, you, now, you've upped the glam quota of this cupboard <laughs> by about 80 million percent. I'm <laughs> loving your cupboard. I mean, regular readers do know we regularly talk about just how glamorous this cupboard is. Um, I mean, Elizabeth, this is surely a life highlight right here, right now. Oh, it's fantastic. It's full of boxes and I secretly want to unwrap every single one. <laughs> Christmas presents coming up. <laughs> to be honest, you can if you like. We I may well. I may loot. <laughs> yeah. But um, Elizabeth, it's great to see you here because obviously it's hard to believe it. It's already October. Uh, but on a serious note, you know, October is a very important month because it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, and you have um, a long time been an ambassador for Estee Lauder Company's Breast Cancer Awareness Campaign. Um, can you tell us a little bit about just how involved and for how long you've been involved with, with this um, campaign? Yes, well, I've been going around the world raising funds and awareness of breast cancer for more than 20 years now. Because when I first started working with the Estee Lauder companies, the very lovely Evelyn Lauder, who was Estee Lauder's daughter-in-law, came up to me and said, um, I've just started a new campaign and I formed a foundation and I wonder if you'd um, help me with it. And I said, yeah, well, absolutely, Evelyn, what is it? And she said, well, Women all over the world are dying of breast cancer and nobody is talking about it. And I want to change that. And that's really where it started. And from, you know, from then to today, there's just been the most massive change in how people 
talk about breast cancer, what they understand about breast cancer. And um, it's exactly what she set out to do. And, you know, we're all standing here. We've all got pink ribbons on. It is, as you say, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Fabulous companies all over the world are donating products to raise money. Buildings being lit pink. And remarkable um, improvements have been made in detection, in treatment. And I think women who have breast can- cancer now are are less scared than they used to be before they knew more about the disease. So it's been a really good campaign. I think that's lovely to hear because a lot of the time you don't really hear the good news. And I think it's really lovely to hear somebody like yourself saying that there have been, you know, massive changes and massive improvements made, you know, and it's not quite, dare I say, the, the terrible bad news it once used to be. Well, that's just it. I think I think why it was it really struck a chord with me when Evelyn asked me to help was because I'd very recently lost my grandmother to breast cancer and she totally was of the generation of women who didn't want to talk about it at all. She didn't tell us she'd found a lump. She didn't tell her doctor she'd found a lump. And when she finally was in so much pain, she had to tell people it was too far gone because we know that if a, if a tumour is detected early, there's, a, there's more than a 90% chance of surviving breast cancer. Um, but if, if, if it's not found early, if the tumour's spread and it's large, it, the odds are much more stacked against you. So that's why part of our campaign has always been early detection and teaching women to check their own breasts every month and to have regular mammograms and checkups with their doctor when they need to. Because, you know, I think it is one of those things that does touch so many of our lives. I think even people in this room here today, I mean, I know some of the you girls yeah. have, have first-hand experiences or friends who have first-hand experience of it. Yeah, and, and it is something that... Um, not that long ago a friend of mine's sister was diagnosed and obviously it was terrifying um for her and her family but it also felt not like a death sentence which I think possibly 20 years ago when my friend's mother was diagnosed it did feel like this is how long have you got whereas actually you know it was it was phenomenal to to for the first conversation that we had to be okay so what treatment are you having will you go for a mastectomy you know it was it was very kind of it was very practical I mean obviously it was very emotional as well but it was a practical okay so what's the next step and it really hit home to me how we talk about this differently now which I think is testament pretty much can solely be laid at your door and Evelyn Lauder's door well yeah I think the campaign has been phenomenal for awareness but also because of the money raised for research 20 years ago, people used to just talk about breast cancer. Now, if you talk to an oncologist or to any of the research scientists, they know there's many types of breast cancer. So now, unlike 20 years ago, um, depending on your type of breast cancer will depend on what treatment you receive. So not everybody are blasted with the same drugs that they used to be because some of them don't work for particular cancers and they're unnecessary, unnecessary pain and trauma. Um, So they're much more specialised now for any tumour that is detected. Um, Which again, so even though more women are being detected with breast cancer now, and even though, you know, we have had very good news, we still have to remember that in the UK, every 10 minutes, a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer. And still one in eight women will get breast cancer in their lifetime if they live to be 70. Um, but, but, But nevertheless, even though more women are being detected with breast cancer because people are coming forward earlier and they're being tested more often, less women are dying of breast cancer. There are more survivors. Treatment is much, much better. So there is definitely positive news, even though we still need to find a cure. For that, of course, we need to raise money. Yeah. And spe- speaking of raising money, I mean, I think the campaign to date has raised $65 million, I believe. The Breast Cancer Awareness Campaign has raised, yeah, over $60 million. 
um, 50 of which have been given to the Breast Cancer Research Foundation, which was also started by Evelyn Lauder, and that's raised more than half a billion dollars. Wow. And we have 250 um, research scientists working today, and we give more than a million dollars a year pounds, a million pounds a year to the UK scientists. There's two fabulous men at the Royal Marsden, for example, just around the corner from me, who are just fantastic. I talk to them often. And they're doing really, really interesting research. Our research scientists have been right at the centre of all the major developments that have been made. So any money raised, when it goes straight into research, is a fantastic thing to do. And so this year, Elizabeth, how can the Glamour readers and our listeners today, how can they get actively involved in this campaign this year? What's, what, what can they do to support? Well, yeah, I mean, our campaign this year is um, take action, we're stronger together. Because people say, what can I do? Well, the first thing always is fundraise. Because there's so much fundraising we can do. Little things, anything. You know, selling your clothes on eBay and giving a percent to something is a great thing that most girls have got things they could sell. Um, sponsored walks, sponsored runs, cake sales. There's a million ways you can raise some money and every penny helps. It really, it really, really does. Um, otherwise, we're also just encouraging people to take care of themselves because um, we know that the healthier you are, the more likely you are not to get sick. So um, we're encouraging healthy lifestyles, take, being more active, eating well. And also, if you know somebody that has breast cancer, thinking what you could maybe do to help them. And it might seem such a little thing, but I know when I've had friends who are going through chemotherapy, for them to know that someone was taking their kids to the park or doing their grocery shopping, just really, really simple things, mm. checking in on them, going around and making a cup of tea and, you know, taking their kitchen as your kitchen, not expecting, you know, somebody to leap up. All those little things make a massive difference. I'd also like to just take this moment just to highlight an incredible book uh, for anybody who might be listening and might be interested, which is written by the journalist and author Lisa Lynch. Uh, Lisa was diagnosed with breast cancer at a very young age. She was only about 27, 28. She was the editor of a magazine at the time. And she went on to write a brilliant blog, absolutely filthy, very hilarious, <laughs> called The C Word, and um, which was then turned into a fantastic book. And then Sheridan Smith played her in a film as well um, Lisa was an absolutely amazing woman it was brilliant 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 book and just for anybody who might be interested or just wants wants I think also wants to read about cancer that does have quite a lot of fight in it it's a it's a wonderful read did you talk in the past tense about it did she not survive I did yeah very sadly she mm -hmm. uh, she relapsed and she didn't she didn't survive and actually speaking of the Marsden who was just the most fantastic hospital my aunt was treated there um, also Trinity Hospice um, where Lisa spent quite a lot of her her later days I understand were just absolutely tremendous so um, yeah but she, always, she just always had her. such an incredible outlook even yeah. when the prognosis wasn't great you know so um, mm. but um, but you know it's uh, there's plenty of stuff you can do and also I believe there's a be there's a box that Estee Lauder have also developed this year if I'm correct in thinking Elizabeth and if people wanted to you know it's called the beauty box the it's 20 pounds and it has small sample sizes from lots of our brands like advanced night repair smashbox really beautiful things in there and 12 pounds of that 60 percent will go straight to breast cancer research so it's a great box and you can get to try all the brands it's fantastic what's not to love you get some incredible products and you're doing some really and, and great also, stuff can i just vouch for advanced night repair it's the best <laughs> i've used it for 22 years morning and night yeah. i love it <laughs> 
So first up today, very much um, on topic with what we were talking about earlier. Um, our first Hey It's Okay this week is um, Hey It's Okay to talk about breast health. Um, now this seems a bit obvious and I have to say as a man working at a women's magazine, I have to say in, in my head, I would imagine most girls these days are quite breast aware, are checking themselves. But maybe, like I said, I've been working on women's magazines for too long. Maybe that's not the case. What, what, do, what do we girls think about this? Well, I mean, Elizabeth, I don't know if you have a, a take on this. Well, I'd just like to quickly say that 1% of all breast cancers are found in men. Yeah, yeah I stand corrected. Yes, you're very right. Yeah, that. not so we... many people know that. And I, I, I've met a few men who have breast cancer. And um, it's a very, very strange conversation when you talk to them because we're all totally thrown and they are too, because obviously men aren't used to talking about their breasts ever. Uh, to be honest, Elizabeth, I would argue men, I think, are particularly bad about talking about health in general. I think men are very much ones to bury their heads in the sand. I think women are generally a bit more grown up when it comes to knowing things aren't mm-hmm. quite right. I think men can, like I said, bury their heads in the sand generally about their health and well-being and things that feel a bit off. So I can imagine so when to it talk c- about their breasts exactly. is really something I think out it, of left field. And I think it, it sounds really naff. I think I don't know if it's a, to do with machismo or if it just feels a bit emasculating, but... You're right. It's a very important thing we should talk about for men. But obviously, you know, but mostly, women, it's of, course, of course, for women, except, of course, all the dads and granddads and sons who lose their parents, their mothers and go through this terribly traumatic time with them, even if they don't die. So, no, breast health is of paramount importance. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, girls today, um, young girls, probably many of the readers of Glamour, they won't remember a world without the pink ribbon. That, that, you know, I mean, it's so eponymous, isn't it? You just, it is, yeah. but it wasn't. It really wasn't. Before I had that chat to Evelyn, there had never been a magazine cover pink for the month. There were no products sold to raise money. There were no li- buildings lit it pink. It is crazy. There, were no, there was no pink ribbon. I mean, yeah. it just wasn't talked about. And interestingly, she was inspired. Um, when the AIDS epidemic hit, they had phenomenal campaigners and they came up with the red ribbon, yeah. which was really the first ribbon that people really started to wear. And she was so inspired by how hard they'd worked and what they'd achieved. That's where she took the inspiration and said, let's make it pink because all women love pink. Yeah. I'm remembering the very first time that I did any kind of exercise that was outside school, which was the Race for Life about oh. 11 years ago. And it was just absolutely amazing having all these women there and and their supporters as well, um, were all wearing pink and all raising money. I think the interesting thing is is that we we do need to remember as well how to check our breasts. And yep. I think that's something we can. It's very easy to get caught up in the fundraising for other people, but other people have been you know us as well mm. and so it's really important just to have that good old fumble in the shower and, and really get it to is, know the and shape of your breast it is and the, a doctor should teach you how to do it for the first time and they say that girls should learn how to do it at puberty and do if, they teach it in schools do we know i, mean, I don't think they no. teach yeah. it in schools no, i think no. it would probably be at your doctor who would be delighted to show you how to check your own breast you I should do I, it every single month as a yeah, pubescent and girl thing, and it, onwards it, beca- it it needs to become something that i mean on that subject of talking about breast health it needs to become, become something like you know now it would be unheard of not to go for a regular smear test it's just and it's not something when i was much younger it would be something I'd want to be a bit secretive about but now it's like oh yeah I'm off to the doctor has got regular and they get a jab anyway now yeah. for yeah, cervical exactly. cancer which is a phenomenal achievement yeah 
But it's but but checking your breasts needs to become as part but, of your health routine. But I would say I don't feel like there's any shame in that. Do you, or do you think some girls still are a bit? They, do you and your I girlfriends talk fear. quite op- openly about? I think it's the fear more than the shame, really. Because I mean, we talk about bras. We talk about you know going and like our bra our bra sizes change. You know, possibly twice a year sometimes, depending on what you're up to. Or twice a month. Yes, quite. <laughs> <laughs> we're very lucky. Um, but it, but it is that thing. It's just. If you, the idea being that if you don't think about it, it will go away. Whereas, of course, we know the absolute Which opposite. Which was my is grandmother. True. Yes, yeah. Yeah. exactly. So I think with when when girls hit puberty, you know, when they're twelve or thirteen or whatever, I think if they learn then to familiarise themselves with their own breasts, and apparently what they also say for girls is that you should check them at the same time of every month because all breasts change as you mm. go through the menstrual cycle. Um, they get heavier, they get bigger, they get you, you could they could feel more knobbly or something. So it's important that you say, you know, the first day of my period is the day I check my breasts in the shower or, you know, whatever day you want to say the 10th because my birthday is on the 10th, something like that. So that you're always so you're not clocking the changes of the month, you're clocking the change per month. And I guess if you get into that habit as a pubescent girl, which I, I wasn't at that stage at all. It would be great because you really would notice a change because you'd be familiar with them like we are with our feet, you know, which yeah. we dry when we get out of the bath every day. So you, we'd familiarise ourselves yeah. with the part of our body. So if anyone out there is listening and not doing that, we beseech you to do that. Yep, and learn how to do it properly from your doc for the first time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So next up, we're going to debate, um, hey, it's okay to love winter. Let's be honest, it's October. I mean, where did that come from? Christmas is around the corner. The Christmas Time decorations are going up. I know. <laughs> like the lights are going up on Oxford Street. It's insane. Um, but, you know, the nights are drawing in and it's easy to get a bit depressed around this time of year. But we were talking about this the other day in the office saying, actually, some of us secretly love winter more than summer and actually kind of think, bring it on. So, girls, where do we stand on this one? Oh, my God. There's a lot to be said for comfy knitwear. Gigantic, <laughs> enormous knitwear. Marcus looked for jumpers or M&S for me, realistically. Or fleece. Um, or fleece, indeed. <laughs> How much do we love fleece? Oh my God. Yeah. I know. Uggs. I, wonder, I mean, you, I, you, I love them. I will come back. 
Those were so did they have, huge. Did they ever go away? Well, quite. <laughs> I mean, to people's cupboards. Well, I was going to say, I have to say, I think there's one thing to be said about this time of year, and it is that thing of being able to essentially hibernate and just not basically not want to make social plans and go home and slip into your onesie and just watch, you know, crack I, I TV. Don't, I don't need a season to <laughs> sneak off home and not see anybody. But I have to say, Elizabeth, you don't look very convinced by this lovely well, winter. No, you know what? I like it when it's you put your first pair of boots on. Mm. I quite like that feeling and you're allowed to put a scarf back on again. I don't mind that. I hate September in a way because I always think that's the greasy hair month where it's not... It's Yeah, I mean, this September, it was either... One day it was 32 degrees. Two days later, it was four degrees when I left my house to go to the set because I'm filming at the moment. I find that's quite difficult to dress for. It's neither one thing or the other. Yeah, yeah. quite mm. tricky and you it sweat is. or shiver. And also, I think we need to qualify what kind of winter are we talking about here? Because there's two types of winter, really, aren't we there? We want winter wonderland. Well, exactly. Yeah. Chris. Also, I exactly. think... Dry. Bright blue sky. Yeah. I also think the mistake people Snowman. make with winter is they view um, the sort of winter finish line as Christmas. And I think that's a real false sort of uh, economy. That's almost the start now, Exactly, really, because February Season and January February and March. Oh, horrible. Like so gloomy, so rainy and miserable. And also but, when it's dark at 4pm. Well, know. I don't approve of the clocks going back. <laughs> well, as a former well, farmer, yeah. I really don't approve now, of the clocks going Now explain this to me, Liz, because I don't quite get this, the farmer's logic. Can you, can you explain to me what, why they would support it not basically moving? Well, because it's dark too early and dark too early. I mean, and they start very just, early as it is. Yeah, they start incredibly early. It's really miserable. When I lived full time in the country for a few years, um, when I used to take my son to school, I used to leave the house in the pitch black on the black ice and come back in the pitch black on the black <laughs> ice. It was a miserable existence. Seven hours and 54 minutes was the most daylight we got on the shortest day. I was obsessed with it. So, yeah, no, I think I don't think they should go back. I object. It would make a massive because I do think that is psychologically the, the downer. I mean, I, miserable. I, I, I kind of love Christmas. I love Halloween. Can I just say also, Elizabeth, as a total sort of side note, Halloween. I don't think I've ever been to a Halloween party where a girl has not been dressed like you from Austin Powers. That's terrible. <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? It does feel there's always a girl dressed as, as Vanessa, Vanessa Kensington. But that's so American to dress not just as a witch. Oh, sexy Halloween. They love a sexy Halloween in America, don't they? Well, they all yeah, they dress up as anything. You don't have to be a witch or a. We always have to be witches. I know. We do ugly Halloween. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> well, talking about Americanization, winter, uh, have you noticed there's been a bit of a shift? I feel like quite a few of my friends are now embracing Thanksgiving. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. Nobody wants that kind of cranberry sauce. I don't Sorry, guys. Pumpkin pie. No. Know, sweet, and Labour Day. So sweet, well, the other one I was going to say. But Independence Day. <laughs> Hello. But look, in all, all joking, do you remember Black Friday? I mean, Black Friday used to be obviously oh. a thing connected to, you know, Thanksgiving in America. And now it's a proper thing in we, this country I, where I the sales, it's called Black Friday. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I'm yeah. refusing to acknowledge it. I'm, I'm, I refuse Black that Friday. That is definitely not in my favourite things about but, winter. Winter, lovely blue skies lovely golden golden sunlight for the time that we get it crisp crisp fictional that, that's the snows. that's the working title version i think <laughs> of winter exactly. sadly it's, it's not always the way and in this thermals country thermals from uniglo oh absolutely my favorite thermo heat, heat tech that's it heat tech <laughs> well, best I need to thing ever i was going to say elizabeth i did have a feeling you wouldn't be the biggest fan because obviously elizabeth hurley beach it's been going for 10 years now hugely yes. successful swimwear race see i like black friday for that reason <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm in favor of it Elizabeth Hurley Beach, lots of good bargains this yeah, Black Friday. Black Friday, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, would we ever see, um, you know, Elizabeth Hurley puffer jackets? <laughs> well, you know, you say that. I do quite like some winter clothes. Yeah. I have to say, and I wear a lot of puffer jackets. <laughs> <laughs> you need to in this country. Do you know what? I tend to wear a skiing jacket all year round. <laughs> I'm always cold. Oh, are you one of those? Because we were talking yeah. about this the other day about girls. Winter weight from Uniqlo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're summer weight too. They're quite good. Yeah. Fold them up. 
the thing is, people were shivering in the office, I think, the day before. And it's yeah. only October. It's going to get worse, girls. I think it's I just it. that the aircon has been set to February mode. Yeah. I don't approve wrong, of air wrong, conditioning wrong, wrong. in the United Kingdom. Oh, we don't really? need it. It's completely unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. I think the way to get through winter, really, open the window. create it as we want, open the window, put on <laughs> lots and lots of thermals, and just put the holiday on repeat in the background. It's the yeah, only way we're going I to agree. get that I mean, in all seriousness, though, Christmas. I think fashion is a big... The reason why so many of the girls were saying they love winter is the fashion is so much better, I think, generally. Or at least there's a lot more options, a lot more layers. Yeah, and of, you can also just put away all your last season stuff and get all the new stuff in, which is, you know, it's always a nice start to the new season, isn't it? But also, Stopping. technically, you can cover up and eat a bit more, which is always good. That, that 100%. As well, yeah. This office... That, <laughs> yeah. We are big fans of eating in the Glamour office. So I think anything that involves covering yourself up and eating more, which, to be honest, Thanksgiving, whether you believe in it or not, <laughs> Christmas, <laughs> Halloween, bonfire night, it's all about stodge, isn't all it? So, food. well, I think we put that one to rest. Bring on winter. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. <laughs> so finally this week, um, hey, it's okay to be obsessed with the royal family. Now, this is obviously based on the hugely successful tour that um, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge made of, of Canada a couple of weeks ago. And uh, obviously, uh, adorable Prince George and Princess Charlotte stealing the show. Canada fell in love with them. The world fell in love with them. And I think the UK became even more obsessed with them. Um, I mean, I think it's not to be fair I would argue a few years ago being a royalist probably wasn't the coolest thing to be now I think most people I know I think there's a, a recent stat says that 70% of Britain uh, British people really now are, are ardent monarchists so are, are we all big fans in this room? I think all you have to do is look at the Glamour Instagram feed and whenever we put a picture of either one of the royal children everybody just goes like 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 oh my god they're so cute oh my god and t- tagging in their friends those two children are just absolutely adorable and I think it helps that whenever they're taken out in public they look like children from approximately 1945 <laughs> beautifully dressed so in my opinion lovely. that's how I dressed yeah. my son too when he was little well you, you are, have to make the most of it you are a fan Elizabeth did, didn't you once say that you thought Prince Charles was one of the best dressed men or the best he dressed is. man yeah you still very, stand by very that very good tailoring yeah yep, I appreciate that so you're, and I bet his stuff's quite old too oh yeah I'm sure he doesn't he gets, sling no, stuff I'm he sure he doesn't wear. just throw things no, away and no. then buy new beautifully made in the first place mm. very good idea but um, I, I'm, I'm assuming then Elizabeth you are a big fan of the royals well here's the thing since I started making my TV show called The Royals funnily enough yes. funnily enough um, no I, I found myself being an enormous fan of the real royal family yeah. but here's the thing I kind of look in them as showbiz yeah I do I mean I love the Tudors, etc. So I love the bloodline running through. But I kind of f- sort of see Prince Harry as our George Clooney. He's such a dude, isn't you know? he? <laughs> I think if they're like showbiz. And, I, and who doesn't love showbiz? Well, who I doesn't love showbiz, of course. But also, particularly in this age where the access can be, as you know, Kat's already mentioned Instagram, that the access to them, you can you can see what they're doing. And I mean, staged though it may be, but, you know, you can see what they're doing at all times. And, you know, it's like taking that photo op of the 80s that... Charles and Di did so well and just extrapolating that to but you know many what's nice forums. I think the fact is though that we don't see what they're doing all the time we of course we do see those fabulous staged events and public events which are great but what's unless there is somebody really really being hideous we don't see behind the scenes much and I think we really appreciate that so we don't have to have the warts and all which we don't want no, no I, I, you want the fantasy a little well, bit don't you of course we want the fantasy we want glass it, carriages and stuff I guess what stuff. I meant by that is that they're slightly more human maybe in that kind <clears> of I mean maybe they're not I don't know I don't have close relations with <laughs> don't you else. Lindsay I thought I you were around the tea every week <laughs> um, but, but it feels like you know when they did the documentary um, it was Ant and Dec didn't it did the documentary with them and it just with um, 
Princes William and Harry, and and you sort of felt like, oh, I feel like maybe they do watch telly and I'm sure they and do. have yeah. a yeah. beer of a Friday night, and you know, like you've got that sense of them being real people, which I think maybe is more their appeal and obviously you know Kate being but I think security's been souped up and I think quite rightly now there yeah. are way less leaks about private stuff which isn't our business yeah. and I wish it were the same in show business yeah I mean but also I think let's talk about cold hard cash I mean in terms of the money they now bring in in terms They're of fabulous. tourism you know Kate wears something it immediately sells out I mean Prince George and Princess Charlotte they wear things and it immediately sells out people just don't seem to be able to get in they, the appetite for them is insatiable and quite frankly wearing British clothes yeah, yeah. very good for us yeah, yeah, exactly more swimwear from but, Elizabeth Hurley <laughs> Beach <laughs> <laughs> I mean, then we could be intrusive for a while. Yes, be true. Long lenses just for that holiday, please. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, often uh, playing devil's advocate here. I mean, obviously, we know our readers love Kate Middleton. But, you know, um, playing devil's advocate, some people would say she does play a little bit safe when it comes to her her fashion. And she she could be taking a few more risks. And I think you do kind of forget at at the time, Diana actually did take a lot of sort of sartorial risks with like even like her hair being slicked back and, you know, showing off quite a bit of leg. And I just wonder where, where do we stand on the whole sort of Kate Middleton's sort of style argument? It feels like it's picking up, definitely. There are a couple of really, really amazing things that she wore in Canada. That I gorgeous agree. Dolce & Gabbana green situation dress. I think so. And, and McQueen, um, she wore that yeah, great red Absolutely white. stunning. I feel like she's hiding stylist. I think she is looking a bit edgier. I think also, you know, let's face it, she could come out in a potato sack and look amazing. So, you know, she's she's obviously very blessed in that respect. But I... I I, I, t- I get it and I and I get why people are so interested in what she wears, but I sometimes wish it could also be about something else. Yeah, that's you know? true. But I'm sure as, you know, she becomes more accustomed to public life, she probably will speak a little bit more and, you know, do more charity work where she speaks because yeah. I'm sure she's very interesting. She's obviously intelligent mm. and I'm sure she'll probably do a lot of good. And she's young. She's got up. two kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's got two true. babies. Yeah. She's new to everything. But they do have to tread and she's quite young. Yeah, and they have to tread quite a difficult path, I think, don't they, the Roars? Because they can't be seen to be too political, but then you kind of want them still to have that human element and care. And I think they do. They obviously have charities they're very passionate about. Um, and I think you're right. She's still really finding her feet, I think. Kate, I've in seen terms Prince of- William speak. He spoke at a fundraiser for underprivileged kids once, and he spoke incredibly well. I mean, they're very well educated and yeah. bright. So and to be fair, I'm sure she will. And to be fair, Prince Harry at the Invictus Games. I mean, he yeah, did a great speech. Beautifully. Yeah. 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 You know, so um, so yeah, we're, we're big fans. Long may they reign. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's it for another week here from the Glamour Pod Cupboard. Uh, it's been a truly fabulous one. Thank you so much, Elizabeth Hurley, for joining us this week. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, for all the listeners out there, please do visit the website bcacampaign.com. Thank you so much again, Elizabeth. Delightful to see you. If you're enjoying the Glamour Hate OK podcast, please do keep listening. Do subscribe and please leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think. And if you want to suggest any topics for us to discuss in the Glamour Pod cupboard, please go on Twitter and use the hashtag Hey It's OK. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.